Generating traffic and sales can be a challenge for online merchants. But selling on the Walmart marketplace puts your products in front of millions of customers who shop on walmart.com. And right now, sellers who join Walmart Marketplace can save up to 50% on referral and fulfillment fees for the first 90 days. So get started today. Head over to marketplace.walmart.com savings. That's marketplace.walmart.com savings. Welcome to E-Commerce Conversations, a weekly podcast focusing on e-commerce topics featuring interviews with prominent people in the e-commerce space. Welcome to E-Commerce Conversations by Practical E-Commerce. My name is Kerry Murdoch. Many merchants dream of building a successful e-commerce business and then selling it. Our guest today has done just that. She's here to describe the process and the post-sale emotions of it all. She is Shirley Tan, the founder and former owner of AmericanBridal.com, which is now owned by the Knot.com. Well, Shirley, thank you for your time today. Thank you, Carrie, for having me. Shirley, you are the successful former owner <laughs> of an e-commerce company, a very large e-commerce company, AmericanBridal.com, a self-made entrepreneur. You built and sold that business. There are many listeners to this podcast that own e-commerce businesses that are probably contemplating selling a business. You are someone who has been through that. And we'd like to talk to you about that today. <laughs> uh, Absolutely. I'd be happy to share my experience with your uh, listeners. Well, thank you. Uh, tell us, first of all, uh, the company that you built and then sold is AmericanBridal.com. Uh, tell us a little bit of background on that. When did you launch it? Uh, how long did you own it? When did you sell it? Who did you sell it to? So um, I started American Bridal originally as a mail order catalog. And fortunately, I um, failed that rather quickly and learned that I didn't like producing catalogs. So, um, and at about the same time, the Internet came along. So this was like um, 1996. We started the mail order catalog in 94, uh, you know, puttered around for a couple of years, uh, barely broke even. And then when the Internet came along and uh, a, a good friend of mine suggested uh, registering our domain name, um, we, you know, we listened and uh, we moved the catalog online. So at that time, we were still thinking of it as a catalog online, but you know, um, we soon discovered quickly that you know it was more than just a catalog online, and we could actually really operate it as like a real store, but it has a virtual presence. And that was in '96. That was in '96, right? So. Um, so I kind of think of it officially, we moved to the Yahoo platform in 1997, so I kind of think of it, you know, uh, for my own uh, sort of rationalization that I'll just start the clock ticking in 1997, because <laughs> yeah. everything else was just sort of like research. That's pretty, that's pretty darn innovative, though. I mean, in 1996, you were thinking Internet. That's way before most of us. <laughs> 
Well, you know, actually, we even had a um, a shopping cart, if you want to call it that, a store. It's just that nobody bought anything from it, and we're like, why does you know why was why aren't there any you know transaction right? Our stuff are great. There's nobody who has it. So you know what was going on, and so you know we learned early on that. Uh, the platform that you're on is very important, and so we migrated to the Yahoo platform. And Yahoo had just bought another company, which I can't remember what it was, but they had just acquired something um, like a, a platform that they basically converted and made it into a Yahoo um, uh, merchant solution. And that was so in that was 97 that you migrated. 97, yeah. Right, exactly. You migrated to Yahoo in 97, and then. You built the business, I know, over a, a number of years. When did you sell it, and who did you sell it to? We sold the business. The final sale was um, uh, mid two thousand uh, May. To the, we closed the escrow May two thousand and nine, but the selling process really started early um, two thousand eight. And you know, um, I was a little of um, a bit of a wreck because you know the financial industry. Um, the financial world was falling apart, so I was, you know, a bit of a wreck during that time period. <laughs> I think everybody else was as well. <laughs> Why did you sell it? Um, well, I decided to sell in um, early 2008, and the reason why was I um, was able to visit a competitor's, uh, a really large competitor's operation, and based on that visit for, to that competitor's um, location, I realized that for me to take it to the next level, I'm going to need a lot more capital and that it just was not a um, uh, resource that I had or, you know, I just wasn't um, willing to bet the family farm and, and move in that direction. So that was the crux of it, that I felt that in order to compete in this space, I'm going to need a lot more capital. Who did you sell it to? I interrupted you when you were getting to that point. Um, I'm sorry. Um, um, I eventually the um, the acquiring company is the Not dot com, which uh, recently changed their corporate name to the XOXO Group. Okay. Was that the competitor? That was that the major competitor that you visited? <laughs> um, no, no, it wasn't them. But the Not is uh, the Not dot com is a was a competitor, and uh, they are the leading uh, um, media conglomerate in the wedding space so I mean they are the you know uh, 800 pound gorilla so to speak and so you know so they end up buying it so it's good yep so you were talking about capital a minute ago Shirley uh, you were to the point that you felt like you had taken the business as far as it could go uh, with with your with the with your setup and situation did you contemplate bringing in outside investors and not selling it you know, we have explored that as well, and, you know, at least in at that time, right, um, you know, there were, there's a, a lot of, um, you know, there's angel, cap, you know, angel capital, there's VC capital, and the people that I've talked to, you know, they just didn't think e-commerce was itself, in itself, sexy, mm -hmm. and, and it wasn't the type of business that people, you know, angel investors or VC investors were really interested. They're more interested, at least especially for me, where I'm in Silicon, you know, the Bay Area and Silicon Valley, where people are, you know, more focused on technology companies. And so I, you know, it was a bit discouraging, and therefore I just figured, okay, if I wasn't going to go that route, what other route could I take? And um, 
the friends and family route wasn't uh, an option as well. Uh, without asking the specifics of the financial details, can you just give us an idea of the size of the transaction in terms of like the size of the business when you sold it? Or you could talk about SKUs or if you disclose a, a rough range of the transaction. Uh, can you can you um, give can you give our readers? I, really, I can't really say like uh, you know how much we sold it for, mm -hmm. um, but I, I I can say and I have said this before, so this is kind of almost public information. Um, at the time that we sold the business, we were doing roughly about six and a half million. Okay, all right. That, so, um, you know that's pretty much all I can share because I've shared that before. So okay, that's great knowledge. All right. Well, congratulations. <laughs> that's a. That's that's a that's a very successful. And, and this is year over year, and not just you know uh, the the peak point or anything like that. Yeah. Describe the process for us. Uh, so you've decided it's in two thousand and eight. You visited a competitor, competitor, uh, a big competitor, a big company. You decided uh, to to make a move and to sell the business. Uh, describe the selling process to us. First of all, the price. How was the? I'm not asking the price. Just how was the price determined uh, when you were negotiating with the seller? Was it? How did how did you arrive at a price? So, um, in my mind, right. So, um, I did um, a lot of research, and I'm um, uh, I'm a numbers person. So, I kind of knew based on you know people I've researched. People I've talked to, people I've uh, talked, um, accountants, CPAs, attorneys, that um, you know the range of what businesses are sold for, right? And I, you know, spoken to business brokers as well, and um, so I kind of knew that it was in the range, right? There was going to be a certain number of multiples, and and um, for this type of industry, for you know, uh, retail, right? In essence, your basic where uh, I was a retailer, it's just that I had an online presence, right? And um, so I knew the numbers that, that there was a, a range of multiple. So the range of multiple in retail is roughly, you know, you can go one time, you know, you can do 1x to 5x, maybe as much as 6x, right? So the key to um, getting, um, you know, the maximum for your, you know, for your time, your, your life, you know, what you're invested all your life in when you build a business is to try to get your 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 x right the the you know five x you know mm -hmm. if five x is the top then you you want to steer it to that it's kind of like the blue book value of a car right it's you know five thousand to eight thousand of course you want to go to the eight thousand not the five thousand so so what can you do to help get that multiple higher um, is you know what I was focused on and that's a that's a multiple of cash flow, annual, essentially annual cash flow or annual profits, I would assume. Well, you, some people kind of base it on that or mm -hmm. uh, net income, right? So most mm -hmm. companies are based on net income calculation. Okay. All right. So uh, it was a multiple of net income. It was how the price was determined. Uh, the actual, the proceeds that you receive from the purchase, are you able to say, did you receive all the entire purchase price at closing did you was there was there a payout on some of that um, um so it was a an, it was an asset purchase and um it was um we worked it out that i would get paid in cash okay how did you find the buyer 
So that part is an interesting uh, process. And Mm -hmm. um, I took a rather, you know, unconventional path towards selling the business. Um, And uh, people always kind of like, really, you did that? So, you know, I'm excited to share the story. So what I did first, um, Carrie, was I made a list of who I thought were the most likely prospects in acquiring the business. And then, um, and I made a, a, you know, like a, a rough, a dry run, right? So, and then I, and the way I approached it was, I looked at it was which companies online currently would benefit from the, the database, the list of customers that we've acquired over time. And, you know, sort of like a, you know, some people might call it an up, upstream or a downstream, right? So, so I made a list of all those uh, potential. And then I, I made another list of uh, uh, companies that are, uh, would be, you know, let's say competitors, right? So the not was on that list, right? Mm-hmm. And then I sorted that list by uh, who, you know, like sort of like, if I call this person, what are the probability of them saying yes? So I re, I, and, and then I, I put in criteria, right? Who's going to have the money to pay me, as an example? Versus, is this more like a partnership? Am I going to be, be able to um, get out in a year, as an example, right? How long will I have to stay? You know, you know, things of that nature. So I made all these criteria of what I would do if I was buying a business. And then, and sort of like reverse it back. Mm-hmm. So sort of work backwards, right? Yeah. So, and then what I did was um, I call all the long shots first, sort of like my, you know, my Hail Marys. <laughs> you know, in football. And um, I don't know anything about football, but that's the only thing I know. So uh, <laughs> you, you throw your Hail Marys out there and see who catches it, right? Uh. And, and that's what I did. So, and then I practiced on all those people first because I figured, well, they're going to say no anyway, so I must well, you know, get all the rejections out of the way. And, you know, by then I'll be not immune, but, you know, I was, my pride wouldn't have been so, uh, what do you call that? So, um, so beaten up because I'd be sort of used to it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what that's I did. Good. I like it. And at the end, by the time I got to the knot, it was pretty straightforward. I called up the CEO and told him, you know, two sentences. And he said, we'll call you next week. And they did. Well, that is terrific. So how many companies did you call before you got to the knot? Oh, I called a lot. Yeah. Um, I called baby companies. I even, you know, gotten to be friends with um, a couple of the CEOs of, you know, uh, baby companies, right? So when after you get married, you have a baby, right? At least that's the idea. <laughs> and, um, so, you know, I thought baby companies are great because then they have a list of all these people who got married, you know, nine months, 18 months later, they're going to start a family. So this is a great way to, to start you know, planting the seed, if you will. No pun intended. <laughs> so, uh, you've talked to the CEO of The Knot, and uh, that person says, we'll call you back. They called you back, and from that conversation until you closed, how long did that take? That took, let's see, I would say almost a year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, things take time, and, you know, so it's good to start you know, um, you know, it's good to start early. It's hard to get the conversation going because, um, and you know, not only I wasn't only just talking to them, I was talking to other people. So you just don't know, you know, which which conversation is going to get 
you know, uh, further into the process. So it's good to have a, you know, it's like a bunch of, you know, sales call, right? You, 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 you call a whole bunch of companies because you just don't know who, which deal is actually going to close and uh, the timing of it all as well. And the one thing that I can share with you is how I decided to put the knot on the list was in one of the um, earnings calls that they had, they had, the CEO had mentioned that they were going to, um, you know, that they were in acquisition mode. So I was thinking, okay, that's like, that's like a clue, right? Mm-hmm. And I was really honed in on that. And then another thing that was, you know, um, as a, you know, you know, you know, press releases are really great when you keep up with the industry, what's going on. And uh, another thing that led me to really pick up the phone for them was, and, and that part was timing as well. So uh, was they were they they just they brought in a new C C O O at that time. So I can't quite remember the timing, but I remember um, there was an announcement that was a new C O O, and then. I said, okay, so let that sit for a little bit. So when I started, when I actually picked up the phone, I think the CEO had only been there for a couple of months. And I knew that that would be a good timing to sometimes, you know, you bring in new people, they they want to, you know, Do they, something. A, they want to put a deal under their belt, if yep, you will, right? Sure, right? So the timing of it was kind of fortuitous, and it just kind of worked out. Are you still involved with American Bridal, or they not? No, I'm not. I'm no longer there. Okay. Let's talk for a sec, Shirley, about yourself for a minute. You're uh, a very successful, experienced entrepreneur. I'm just curious what you're up to now. What are you doing now? So um, I'm still keeping up with all things Um, Mm e-commerce. I've done some consulting last year, and this year I'm just sort of taking a break. But I'm, um, you know, I've been contemplating, doing a lot of soul-searching, and trying to figure out what I want to do next. And one of the things that I've always wanted to do, um, um, even when I was, you know, on the, as an entrepreneur, right, as always, you know, we've worked with so many third-party uh, vendors and providers, and it's always been, it's always kind of stuck in my mind that it would be great to work with a, you know, like a, a vendor who, uh, who are focused on providing solutions for e-commerce entrepreneurs, you know, clients that help this, Help you know whether it be a back end like a um, an order processing um, you know order manager or you know just client solutions that can help entrepreneurs grow their business and really I thought I would be um, it would be a great experience for me it would be a great learning experience as well as I can add value to the vendor uh, in in developing product lines and solutions because I've lived through it I'm I I understand what entrepreneurs are you know going through what what what's going in their mind when they think about oh I'm, I'm i'm hitting a wall on processing orders i can't get enough orders out or my solutions is not helping me and what do i do and you know the challenges and just the the mental you know um psychology that happens internally right and um so i thought i you know i would be i think um i could add a lot of value to that as well as um i would get a real good you know, kick out of learning a lot more things. Have you thought about starting up with your experience? Have you thought about starting a, a company that services merchants? Well, um, yes, except I don't want to. Um, 
I think when you start something like that, you have you kind of do it all, right? And mm-hmm. I think I'd be a lot more effective if I was really responsible for one piece of, you know, the in- infrastructure versus being responsible for everything. Does that make sense? Sure, it does. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I really this time in my life, I kind of want to zoom in on the things that I really think I can make a big impact instead of worrying about everything else that, you know, goes with managing and owning a business, right? That makes sense. So, so like, I've been there already. I want to try this other thing. You want to try <laughs> the other? when you're an entrepreneur, as, as many of your listeners can vouch, right, you wear ev- every single hat, you know, and, it, and it, it's, 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 um, it's, um, it's a big responsibility. So what's your advice, Shirley, for merchants that are listening to this, that are contemplating selling their e-commerce business? What's your advice, not only about the financial or aspects, I guess, of selling a business, but sort of the lifestyle aspects of selling a business? I think a lot of entrepreneurs don't really consider that. They sell a bit. They they throw everything they have into a business. They sell it, and then and they'll and they're going to wake up someday, and they're not going to own that business. So, what? What's sort of your advice to someone listening to this? They own a successful e-commerce business and they're thinking about selling it. So, Carrie, I'm really glad you asked that question because had somebody um, said that to me um, before, I probably would not have, you know, even paid attention to that one aspect, right? Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, in selling a business, you know, everybody tells you, you know, get your books in order and all that kind of stuff, right? I think that's the given, you know, that that is to be the minimum thing that you you need to do. Um, I think one thing that I never thought of, and I wish I had, right, um, is trying to figure out what am I going to do with myself. Um, so there's two parts, right? What am I going to do with myself, or you know, in in my mind, how to think through it. Um, as if I went to work for the company that bought me, right? So mm-hmm. that means that I'm no longer the boss. I will have a boss. And that sounds so simplistic in itself, but I think if you've been doing your own thing, like I have for the last 19, 20 years, that's a big mental shift And uh, versus someone who's uh, worked for other people before, went on their own, then they might have an easier time transitioning back. So. I personally had a bit of a struggle, you know, to be honest, right? And um, so I didn't think that part through, you know, um, as well. And the other part was I didn't think through what I would be doing um, after I left. So uh, so I, I went through a bit of a mourning process, you know, where, uh-huh. you know, it's like I, I missed it, you know. I missed my, my staff. I miss you know, uh, the people I work with. I miss the... Uh, you know the third-party vendors that you know that you you work with almost you know on a daily basis, right? Weekly basis. That I I missed all of that. Not just the missing of of being out of the action, but just the the whole thing. Like I used to, you know, make these decisions. Now I'm no longer making those decisions. You know, I'm no longer part of something. So I think there's a uh, that's something I would say if there's one thing besides getting all your books in order and all that kind of stuff, is think about what you're going to do with yourself afterwards. Not the, you know, rationalization or BS stuff that we tell ourselves sometimes, right? You know, be honest with yourself is what I'm saying. Be honest with yourself. What are you going to do next? 
Shirley, I, I, I really appreciate your honesty and transparency there because I think the very process that you went through, that's not frequently discussed. And entrepreneurs, someone that has built a business like you have, you're not exactly the type that's going to go play golf every day. And because, and many of our listeners that are listening to this, uh, uh, or merchants that are listening to this, uh, they're, they, they are, they are doors. They're, they've, right. they, they build things, they accomplish things. And the process that you just described is, is an honest emotion and it's not one that's frequently discussed. And I, I just thank you. Right. For, I just so, thank you I mean, for sharing that so with her. I never heard it before. And, you know, I, I wish I did. I don't know if I would be paying attention, but if, you know, your listeners are, you know, they're, they are contemplating this, you know, ask yourself that question. Just, and it doesn't hurt to just tap it in the back of your mind, you know, and, and think about it yep. before you and ask yourself, why are you selling your business? You know, is it, a, is it, what are the reasons? Is it something that you can fix? Is it something that, like you said, can you bring in another person? Maybe not additional money. Maybe you don't need the money. What you need more is like help, you yep. know? So ask yourself those questions and be honest with yourself. Good advice. We have just another minute or two left here, Shirley. Anything else on your mind for our listeners, e-commerce merchants? Not really. I say, you know, I think people who become entrepreneurs uh, have, uh, have you know, invented themselves, right, and created this opportunity for themselves. And I think it's great, and, um, you know, I really believe that um, you, you have the most, um, how do you say, you have the most opportunity when you are the person that's, you know, driving the bus. So don't, don't forget that. Now, for listeners that are uh, wanting to reach you, uh, you have given us permission to give out your email address. Uh, that's still acceptable, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, I'd be happy to, you know, talk to people who are struggling through this or just, you know, just want to explore the possibilities. Um, I'd be happy to help them out. You know, I went through it, and I'm more than happy to share my experience. So that would be Shirley at DearShirley.com. Did I say that correctly? That's correct. That's correct. All right. Uh, that is Shirley at DearShirley.com. For purposes of our listeners, we've been visiting with Shirley Tan. Shirley is an e-commerce entrepreneur, early-day e-commerce entrepreneur. She built, she founded, built, and then sold AmericanBridal.com. She sold her business to a publicly traded company, The Knot.com, and that's Shirley Tan. Shirley has agreed to uh, answer any questions or to correspond with anyone if she can help them out. That email address is Shirley at DearShirley.com. And Shirley Tan, we want to thank you for your time today. Thank you, Carrie, for having me. That's all the time we have for this week's e-commerce conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. Please tune in next week for another new episode.